Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is Lock It In, a sports betting show, part of the Believe Podcast Network. And now, here's your host, Cam Rogers. And welcome into Lock It In with Cam Rogers right here on Believe. So excited for week one across the National Football League. Big hour ahead of you right here on the program. Follow me on social media at Mr. Rogers 99 on Twitter and at Mr. Rogers 98 on Instagram. Full show ahead of you. My prediction for tonight's game, Bills versus Rams, and then the rest of my predictions later in the show. Full slate, full picks. And in the middle part of the show, former Detroit Lion and Houston Texan defensive back Glover Quinn will join me. Pro bowler, really a fantastic guy. And we talk about the NFL season ahead, the Detroit Lions, Hard Knocks, and so much more. So really excited for Glover Quinn to join the program. Let's get into it, though. We have a game to talk about, Bills versus Rams. Rams are getting two points in this game. And of course, all of the odds that you hear are courtesy of Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first to market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting props and futures head to bet online today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet use promo code believe 50 to receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts okay bills rams rams getting two in this game Matt Stafford coming off an injury. He reportedly is fine. Here's the key. No Tredavious White in the secondary for Buffalo. That means opportunities down the field for Allen Robinson and, of course, Cooper Cup underneath. No Van Jefferson in this game for the Rams. That means, I think, a lot of volume there for Allen Robinson. This game is impossible to predict, but someone has to win. I like the Rams outright. The champs on the money line, plus 116 to get it done. The rest of my week one NFL picks coming up right here on Lock It In with Cam Rogers. Welcome back to Lock It In with Cam Rogers, presented by betonline.ag. Week one. In the NFL, it's here. I'm picking every single game for you. In the previous segment, I picked the Rams on the money line. They will win outright. Let's get to the rest of the slate. Saints taking on the Falcons. The Falcons are getting five and a half at home in this divisional matchup. Jameis Winston is back. Dennis Allen 
is in as the head coach of the Saints. New Orleans went five and two straight up to begin the year in 2021 with Winston under setter and outscored their opponents 176 to 128 over that stretch. The Saints are a playoff team. But do they win this week? This is a divisional game. I could see this getting ugly, especially because we have a lot of new pieces on both sides of the ball here for both teams. And here's the other thing. Jameis Winston coughs up the football. I think the Falcons get a couple of turnovers in this game. They win on the money line. Falcons plus 190. They get it done against the Saints. Ravens, Jets, the Jets are getting seven. This is the Joe Flacco Bowl. Joe Flacco, of course, getting the start at quarterback for the Jets. Ravens, of course, a former team for Joe Flacco. Lamar Jackson's contract is the story so far. Hopefully, it's figured out by the time this game comes around. Do not underestimate John Harbaugh's knowledge of Flacco and his tendencies. I think that matters here. This Ravens secondary is fantastic. The running backs should be healthy. I think the Ravens have no issue in this game. A lot of optimism with the Jets, but the Ravens win and cover minus seven. Patriots and Dolphins. The Dolphins are laying three and a half in this game. Miami four and one against the spread in their last five games against the Patriots. The Patriots are two and seven ATS in their last nine games in Miami. And they went early this week, which I think is a sign of desperation, not of preparation. I like the Dolphins to win. I like the Dolphins to cover minus three and a half. Browns, Panthers. The Panthers are laying one point in this game. Everybody's talking about Baker Mayfield revenge game and what have you. Here's the deal. This is about the run game for Carolina and Christian McCaffrey and the porous front seven there for the Cleveland Browns. I think the Panthers win this game and they cover minus one. The Browns are five and 12 ATS in their last 17 week one games. That's not very good. I think the Panthers get it done at home. Let's talk about the Steelers taking on the Bengals. The Bengals are laying six and a half in this one. If this game was on the road in Pittsburgh, I probably would take the points here in favor of Pittsburgh, but that's not the case. Cincinnati went 14 and 7 ATS last year, the second best record in the league. Oddly, the Steelers' defense should be better with Mitch Trubisky at the quarterback position and not the corpse of Ben Roethlisberger. But here's the story for Cincinnati improved offensive line, Lyle Collins. You have Alex Kappa there as well. Joe Mixon should be in for a good year. The Bengals cover. Minus six and a half against the Pittsburgh Steelers. The 49ers on the road to take the Chicago Bears on. The Bears are 
getting seven points in this game. Kyle Shanahan is 0-4-1 ATS in week one of his career. Justin Fields is 1-4 ATS as a starter in the NFL. So something has to give here. The 49ers defense should be great. The Bears offense should not be. I'm a fan of Darnell Mooney, though, and Cole Komet. I think those two should have good seasons. So I think the Bears hang around here. Give me the Bears plus seven. 49ers win this game outright, though. The Philadelphia Eagles taking on the Detroit Lions. The Lions are getting four points in this game. I'm really excited about this Detroit team. The offensive line, DeAndre Swift, Jared Goff on play action. But the Eagles are going to be good. They will likely win the division this year in the NFC East. Jalen Hurts in for a great year. A.J. Brown is there now. Eagles cover minus four in this game. The Colts taking on the Texans. The Texans are getting seven points in this divisional matchup. Frank Reich is 0-4 lifetime in week one and 0-3-1 ATS. That ain't good. The last time we saw the Colts, they laid an egg in Jacksonville with the playoffs on the line. I predicted that game correctly, by the way. The Texans are 6-2 ATS in the last eight games versus the AFC South. That's enough for me. I'm a fan of Davis Mills. Texans cover plus seven. Colts win outright. Jaguars and Commanders. Upset special here. I have the Jaguars on the money line. Plus 115, the Jaguars are getting better, and Washington is just 1-3 ATS as a home favorite under Rivera. Chiefs and Cardinals, upset special here. Cardinals win outright. They're getting six points, but I have them on the money line, plus 205. I expect a really good run game performance here. The Chiefs defense, people forget, not very good. I expect plenty of points. I'm going Cardinals there. Chargers, Raiders, give me the Chargers to cover minus three in this one. The addition of Devontae Adams is huge for Las Vegas, but I don't think it matters if the Raiders can't block in pass protection. That's my concern. Chargers win, Chargers cover. Packers, Vikings, Vikings getting one point in this game. 14 of Minnesota's 17 games last year were within one score. Even still, I'm going Packers minus one in this game. They win, they cover. Cousins is four and 15 ATS when opponents have extra time to prepare for him. So keep that in mind. And the Packers know him well. Giants, Titans. The Titans are laying five and a half in this one. How do the Titans replace A.J. Brown? They'll try. And also, Robert Woods, new wide receiver, is banged up. I think Saquon Barkley is in for a huge season. I'm excited about this offensive line for New York with Andrew Thomas, Evan Neal, Daniel Jones, by the way, 12-6, and ATS on the road. But the Giants stun the Titans on the road outright. Giants money line, plus 215. They win the game. Bucks and Cowboys, it's Sunday night football. The Cowboys are getting two and a half points in this game. Both teams are fairly even on offense. The difference, the defensive side. I think the Cowboys perennially are overrated on defense. I'm not concerned about that pass rush coming after Tom Brady. I think the Bucs win. The Bucs cover 
Tom Brady gets it done yet again. We'll see about Chris Godwin in this game, by the way. It sounds like he's going to play in some capacity. So stay tuned on that. Bucks win, Bucks cover. Broncos, Seahawks in Seattle, Monday night football. I really don't understand this line. Plus six and a half for Seattle. It should be bigger. Give me Denver to win, Denver to cover. I'm excited about this Broncos offense. Javante Williams, of course, at the running back position. Russell Wilson, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy. And then you have Geno Smith at the quarterback position for Seattle. That does not instill a lot of confidence in me there. So I have Denver to cover and win in that game. Minus six and a half. There you go, my picks for this week. NFL week one upon us right here on Lock It In. Coming up next, Glover Quinn joins me. We preview the NFL season. We talk about his experiences as a player. Of course, the Detroit Lions on Hard Knocks. Dan Campbell, is he the answer? All of that. Stay tuned right here. Lock It In with Cam Rogers on Believe. And welcome back to Lock It In with Cam Rogers. Joining me now is former Pro Bowl defensive back Glover Quinn, played safety, of course, for the Texans and the Lions. A new host, of course, as a part of Believe in Lions right here on Believe. So excited to chat with Glover. We've been texting buddies lately, and now we're on air together. What's going on, man? Not much, man. Just hanging out. Glad to be on the show. Great to have you here. Your show is awesome. And we're going to talk about a lot here across the NFL. I want to get to what we are about to watch here tonight, though. First, Bills, Rams, Los Angeles. You're a defensive back. I'm looking at these secondaries. No Trey White in the back end there for the Bills. What stands out to you in this matchup? Well, I mean, obviously you want to see, you know, other Rams going to come out and, and still have that chip on their shoulder. You know, or are they going to come out and, you know, still living off of last year's success? They won a Super Bowl last year. Congrats to those guys. But that was last year. Are they going to come out to try to go and win it again? You know, Jalen Ramsey, big matchup with Stefan Diggs, obviously. He's, you know, how that's going to play out, right? Losing, you know, a couple wide receivers. Odell's not there. You know, different guys like can Cooper Cup come out and 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 be the guy again? You know, how's Stafford feeling? You know, miss some time during training camp. Like, you know, are they are they gonna come out with that chip on their shoulder? You know, the the Aaron Donald stuff in the offseason. Is he gonna retire? Is he gonna come back? Is he really like all these things now is now it's coming to a head, right? What are we gonna see tonight? Are those guys gonna be excited to be playing football again? Or are they going to still be living off of last year's success? Because we know the Bills are going to come in with a chip on their shoulder. They they've made it far. They've they've been this team right there at the edge, you know, trying to get over the hump. So we know that they're going to come into this season. Josh Allen got a lot to continue to prove that he's one of the top elite quarterbacks in the in the game. We know Stefan Diggs is an ultimate competitor, so he's going to be ready to go at Jalen Ramsey, and it's going to be an exciting matchup. I'm excited to watch it. Let me ask you from a player's perspective, you're coming off a Super Bowl win. Is it easy to be fat and happy, complacent a little bit, or is it easy to get back in and locked in a little bit for the next year? Because I feel like sometimes we talk about the Super Bowl hangover. Is there truth to that? 
I mean, I would think so. And I think a lot of it depends on the leaders on your team, depends on the coaches, as it depends on, and it depends on how mature of a team you are. Right. You have some people who are, you mean, because, you know, winning the Super Bowl, I don't want to say it's like winning the lottery, but it's kind of like winning the lottery. Right. Mm. You win the lottery one time. You may not even buy lottery tickets anymore because the chances of you winning it again are super slim. Right. right. So winning the Super Bowl is very, 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 very difficult. So once guys win at one time, the chances of them winning it again, they know is 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 tough. Right. And even if they don't come out and win it this year, they can always say, well, we won it last year, right? So the tendency for a lot of guys, and especially coming off of when you win it, and they won it in L.A., right? So major city, imagine all the parties and uh, <laughs> interviews and uh, whatever that they had going on this whole entire offseason, right? Trips and sell, like all these things that get in the way of you having that, singular focus on getting to the Super Bowl because you've achieved that you accomplished that now you really want to take that two months off in the offseason to rest your body whereas when you lose and you and you're 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 hungry to get to the Super Bowl now you're ready to get back to work you're ready to get back to work but now you want it so yeah I'm gonna take two months off right so now that puts you that just puts you behind not saying that they did it but it, I feel like it does happen. And depending on the maturity of your team, the the tone has been set by the leaders, by the coaching staff, you know, those guys could come out and, and have that. And the thing is that was last year's team. This year's Ram team is not the same exact team as it was last year. Yes. Do they have some of the same players? Of course. Do they have some of the same coaches? Of course, but it's not the same team. Every year is different. So this team's success would not, be you know based off of last year's success and we talk about how hard it is to reload after winning a super bowl right because for a lot of guys they cash out after getting a ring i mean right. joe flacco comes to mind for me i'm a ravens fan after he won the super bowl right he cashed out big time massive contract and it's hard to really replace the other guys around him and the Ravens struggled the next year so it is an interesting sort of situation there we'll see what happens here tonight who's your pick um you know it's hard for me to pick against, um, you know, the, the champs, but I'm still a little on the fence, but I'm leaning towards the Bills. I'm, I'm leaning towards the Bills just because I feel like they're going to come in with a chip on their shoulder and, you know, having a strong enough defense. I feel like if the Rams start out slow and get down 14-0 or something like that, I, I mean – I think the Bills defense is strong enough to to hold them off. So I'll probably make my official pick probably about four o'clock, five o'clock today and um, get locked in. I'm excited, man. It's opening night in the NFL, man. It's always exciting times, man. So I'm excited for it. I, like I said, I'll probably make my, my picks tonight about four or five o'clock. Okay, there you go, folks. Stay tuned on that one. Let's talk about hard knocks. Let's talk about your Lions. What are your impressions of the show? I assume you've been deep diving it. And then, of course, Dan Campbell in general. What a unique guy. Really interesting guy. 
Yes, I mean it's been it's been incredible to watch him. I have to admit, I did not watch. I think the last episode was on Tuesday night. I did not watch. You know, the cuts have been made already, and so I it, it literally just slipped my mind. I didn't even know it was another episode on it because I'm like, well, training camp's over with, right? Mm-hmm. There's just no more hard knocks. But I guess there was an episode on Tuesday night that I didn't uh, that I didn't watch. But the show has been, you know, it's been amazing to see, you know the culture that Dan is building out there, you know, the, the guys are feeding off of it. The coaches are feeding off of it. And like I've been saying the whole time, you've captured the national audience, right? The NFL gave you a platform and the city, the the organization, everybody delivered. Now you got to win games. That's, that's really what it is. You win games, then you can ride that momentum into really, really, really changing the national scope of the Detroit Lions and how they how people feel about the Lions. If you don't win games, it's just going to magnify the same old Lions. They never win. They this, this, and that. You know, they got a good coach out there, but it's just something about Detroit. It's just something about the owners. Is it the fours? Whatever it is, right? It just magnifies it when you don't win. And now you got the national audience that's excited too, right? A lot of people that I talk to saying the same thing. Man, I'm excited about this Lions team. I'm excited to see how they're going to play, how they're going to do. Like, man, they, they, they came on strong at the end of last year. I don't know, right? So we're all waiting to see how they're going to start out. And, 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 and I feel like you know, they got a good they got a good opportunity to start out at least one and oh, right? They got Philly coming in. It's a home game, right? Philly's gonna be fired up, you know. AJ Brown, you know, Devontae going into his second year. Obviously, Slade's coming back, so Slade's gonna be excited. He had a big game last year in back in Detroit. So, you know, hopefully they can come out and 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 play well in, in, in week one and get a win. Start out one and oh and just be on the up all season. Let's call it the Darius Slay Bowl. You might as well, right? Eagles, Lions. <laughs> I mean, he had, a, he had a major game last year. I think he had a fumble recovery, scored a touchdown. Like, it was it was a big-time homecoming for Darius Slay last year. So, we'll see. Hopefully, they can – you know, he's my homie, man. He's uh, he's actually going to be on the podcast uh, for our preview show um, coming up. But hopefully, they can slow him down and, 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 and get the win. <laughs> That's going to be a fun conversation. Certainly tune in for that. I want to just go back to what you talked about with the narrative with the Lions. Is Dan Campbell the guy to lead this ship away from the narratives of the past? Well, I really think, like I've been saying the whole time, I really don't think any of the other stuff matters with the with the Lions. I don't think any of the stuff matters outside of winning. Mm. I mean, they've had coach. I mean, Jim Caldwell was a great guy, right? Great character. We did a, an amazing job with our off the field stuff. So lack of issues, all these different things, right. That could say, Oh man, that's a great guy. That's a nice guy. He's a great distance and that. But if you don't win, they're going to say you this, you this, you that. So yes, Dan Campbell is going to have a national perception of he's a good guy. He's a great guy. The players love him. We love him, but we want to win. You know, America doesn't have this great perception of Bill Belichick because he comes across a little way in the media. He don't really talk. He does this. He's always that. But he wins. So guess what? Patriots fans are not calling for Bill Belichick to be fired, right? He wins. So, yes, we can all love Dan and and feel like he's a great guy. 
but we got to get some wins. And so last year we got three wins. You know, this year we need to we need to, you know, I think the I think the the, the NFC North is is wide open. I, I I don't see any runaway team in the NFC North, and I know it's a long shot to say the Lions could go and win the division coming off a three win season, but I really feel like they got a chance. Wow. Hey, we've seen it before, right? From last to first, it happens. The NFL happen. is an unpredictable league. Absolutely. And that's why I say every year the teams are different. Yep. Every year the team is different. So you can't you can't say that they're only going to win five games this year because they only won three. No, every year is different. It's matchups, teams, who you're playing, injuries, all those things go into it. So we'll see. You know, I'm really excited about this offense, in particular in Detroit. Nobody talking about this offensive line, but it's going to be top three in the league, I think. You have St. Brown at wide receiver. DeAndre Swift could be a bell cow back in the NFL this year. What are you most excited about this team here in 2022? Well, I think you said, you know, I I think you win a lot in the trenches. I'm really excited about the offensive line. The guys that they got up there, they're big, they're bruisers. And then the backs that they got behind them, DeAndre Swift, you know, got Jamal Williams. You got those guys, I think that's going to play into Jared Goff's game, play action, be able to get, you know, pressure off of him from having to sit back in the pocket and just try to pick guys apart. Hopefully you can get these linebackers, these safeties to bite up on the run game, and then you can hit some of those shots downfield with those wide receivers and and spread the ball around. I don't feel like the Lions have a one go-to guy that they just say, this is our Calvin Johnson or this is our, you know, Cooper Cup. This is our guy. I think it's more of a wide receiver by committee type of thing. A lot of quality guys. I think when once Jameson Williams get back, he'll provide that deep threat, that that maybe that guy. But I think right now they're wide receiver by committee. So I think that 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 opens it up for Jared because he's not looking and keyed in on one guy. So if they can get the run game going behind that massive O-line, I think that's going to benefit the offense. But I I, I want to see the same from the defensive line. I want to see, you know, Aiden Hutchinson is going to be a, a monster. You know, Brockers is going to be in there. But are we going to be able to get enough push on that inside to stop the run, to get those guys in obvious passing situations, get those guys in second and longs and third and longs so Aiden Hutchinson and some of those rushers can can get some pressure on the quarterback and hopefully create some turnovers, fumbles, interceptions, things like that to help a younger secondary. I think Tracy's the oldest guy in the secondary and, you know, he's not very old. So having young corners, um, a money's coming off a, a big year last year. But like I said, that was last year. Is he going to take the field this year with that same chip on his shoulder? Or is he going to be, I was good last year. Last year's over with. You got to go and do it again. And so it looks like Jeff Okuda is going to be the starter on the other side. Can he take his game to the next level, right? Can he stay healthy? Can he show that he was worthy of the number three overall draft pick in the in the in the in the NFL draft. So there's a lot of things that are interesting about this team. And if they can come out and deliver, I think I think they got a chance to be good. But I think it's really going to start up front, O line and D line. If those if those groups can handle the trenches, I think it can be it'll be an exciting year for the Lions. Jared Goff at his best in L.A. when that offensive line, zone blocking, getting that run game going, then the bootleg Mm -hmm. play action. Then, of course, on the defensive side, I think for a young secondary, the dream is a good pass rush, right? Less covering in the back end there. No question. And I think that's why you go out and get Aiden Hutchinson, homegrown kid, wants to be there, 
match made in heaven for those guys. He's 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 gonna be special. Hopefully he can stay healthy and um wreak havoc like he like he looks like he's ready to do. Let's stay in that division here. NFC North talking about the Packers. People are saying who's Aaron Rodgers gonna throw the football to. Wanna get your impressions of Aaron Rodgers as a quarterback going up against him as a defensive back, and then your thoughts on the Packers this year. You say the division's wide open, so do you see them taking a step back? Well, I, I do. I, I think, you know, that you, you, you have two 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 dynamics, in my opinion, that's working against you, right? You lose a dynamic player like Devontae Adams, right? He's a very dynamic player. And then obviously Aaron Rodgers gets another year older. I remember back playing with those guys. Aaron Rodgers is a phenomenal quarterback, one of the best arms, super strong, you know, can make every throw on the field. But one of the things that made them so dangerous was the fact that he was faster than a lot of people gave him credit for. He could run. So when you're putting all your 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 eggs in the basket of stopping the pass, right? You're trying to play man to man and double wide receivers and and this and this and that because Aaron Rodgers can beat you in the pass game. Then he just takes off and run for 15 yards and get the first down on you. Makes it very difficult to defend because now we got to send pressure at Aaron Rodgers so that he can't just sit back there and then take off running against that D lineman. But then it makes you a little thin in coverage, right? Because now we don't have all the extra guys that can double team and this and this and that. So now with Aaron Rodgers dealing with a couple of injuries over the last few years, getting a little older, things like that, maybe he's not as fast or maybe he don't want to run as much and he wants to rely on throwing the ball and you just got to be his receivers, right? You 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 don't have to be Aaron Rodgers. You just got to be better than his receivers and be able to cover those guys up. Yes, he's going to make a great throw. He's going to put it in a spot where hopefully only his guy can catch it. But if you make it hard for him and force Aaron to have to run, I, I don't know if he wants to continue to run as much as he's had to run in, in these last couple of years. So I think losing Devontae Adams is huge for them. Um, I think they take a step back this year. Um, and like I say, with them taking a step back, I, I think, I think, cause you know, for so many years, they were almost surefire. Like, oh, those, oh, those guys are going to be the, the right. guy. Right. Um, but with them taking a step back, I think it opens it up because Minnesota, I feel like is a little inconsistent. We can see, we'll see early how they're going to be with Kirk Cousins and, and, you know, is Justin Jefferson going to come back and, and you know, continue to play well, right? All these different things that go on. Adam Thielen gets a year older. All these things happen where you have guys that you think is going to be up here, but then they take a step back. Um, so I think that could bode well for the Detroit Lions. So we'll see. I, I, I don't think the Packers have as strong of a year. Um, I think they take a step back. Okay. We'll see what happens there. Great point. I didn't even think about that with Aaron Rodgers, you know, scrambling out of the pocket and getting some 10 yards here and there. But yeah. Certainly can be mobile when he needs to be, but we'll see I mean, this year. I mean, you 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 remember back to the the game in the in the in the playoffs against the Dallas Cowboys, right? The throw he makes, you know, scrambling out of the pocket, running right. to his left, and he throws a dime to Jared Cook coming across the field, and he catches it on the sideline. That's a dynamic play, but it was made because of his ability to be able to move around in the pocket, run, and still be able to make every throw. That was four years ago, maybe five. Right. I mean, I've been out. This is my fourth being out. So that made it. I mean, it had to have been 16 or 17, one of those right. years. Right. So that was four, four or five years ago. Is he that same guy right now? I, I don't think so. Okay. 
We'll see what happens in the NFC North. I want to turn to my team real quick here, the Baltimore Ravens, particularly Lamar Jackson. I wake up grateful every day. Lamar Jackson is my quarterback, but I'm getting a little nervous, Glover, with this whole contract situation. So as a player, what's going through Lamar's mind? Reportedly, he has set a deadline for tomorrow. And how is he going to feel on Sunday if that deadline passes and nothing happens? Well, I think I think you know as a player, you look at you look at a lot of different things, right? I mean, for for one, Lamar's probably sitting here like, okay, Russell Wilson is in year whatever. He just got to Denver. They just rewarded him with a major contract, mm-hmm. right? These other contract, these other quarterbacks get paid, seem seemingly because we don't, you know, seem like we don't get all of the back and forth. We get some of it. But it seemed like these other quarterbacks are getting paid. Why am why would you guys not want to pay me? Right? I'm the franchise. I'm the guy. Like this team go as I go. We saw that last year. They they I don't think they won a game once Lamar got hurt. Right? Like we go as I go. So why do you guys don't want to give me that long term stability? Right? Do you have doubts about me? Do you not feel like I'm the guy? Do you feel like, yeah, well, can't we win with him? Like, is, is his style something that we can win with? Or is it something that we just deal with for right now, right? And so you, as a player, you can have all these different emotions, different feelings, right? For Lamar, you just got to understand it's a business, right? If they don't pay you, well, then, hey, you just got to go out and play for yourself, play for your teammate, play for the love of the game, and know that somebody will, right? Somebody will. Don't. It doesn't help you to have an awful attitude and have a bad year. It doesn't help you. Right. You know what I'm saying? It, it might make you feel good that you're trying to stick it to this team, but at the end of the day, that doesn't help you. And will there still be other teams out there that may be like, well, he just had a down year because, you know, he was uninspired last year, this, this, and that. But then there will be teams that say, as a competitor, I'm going out there to win. I'm not like, and hopefully that's why he's like, hey, if we can't get it done by tomorrow, then let's just let's just let's just cap it because I don't want to worry about it during the season. That's not something that I want to worry about. I want to go out and play and have fun and ball out. So if we can't get it done by then, just don't worry about it. No hard feelings, but I don't want to talk about it. I'm a competitor. I want to go out there and play. So it's a tricky situation. I don't like messing around with people's money and this and this and that. I feel like teams should pay these guys. I think, you know, I think I was talking with Jack yesterday, and you know, you look at what Kansas City done with Travis Kelsey look like they just gave him like two million dollars. Like, hey man, we just, we appreciate you, man. Like, Tyler you need Murray to see, too. right? You just you need to do things like that because these guys, these guys help you win. These guys help you win, and yes, certain things come up with contracts where they're this, but these guys help you win. And losing Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey going to be a bell cow there offensively. So why not throw just throw him a little bone like to keep him happy? Anything, you know what I'm saying? You just want these guys to feel appreciated so they just go out there and, and play to the best of their ability. So hopefully they can get Lamar taken care of and he can go out and have a great year. Yeah, I really don't want a Le'Veon Bell situation of a few years ago when he just sat out the entire year and then, you know, he did eventually cash out. But like, you know, I'm with you there. And I think the logic is spot on. Like he doesn't want to worry about it this season. He wants to focus on winning, which I think is a great mentality to have. Let's look right. ahead this year here, Glover, and talk about dark horse teams. All right. 
What are some teams that are going to pop out and surprise us? Of course, we talked about the Lions. Anybody else on your radar here? Ooh. You know, I'd be interested to see what Jacksonville does in, in the AFC South, you know, getting Doug Peterson at the quarter, I mean, at the coach. Um, Trevor Lawrence going into another year. You you, you always wonder how they're going to play out when, when these young quarterbacks are changing offensive systems so early in their career, right? Have one system, now that's gone. Now you got to learn another system. So it just slows down the development and the learning curve for those guys. But I think they got some pieces. I think they're excited. I think Doug can can help, you know, Trevor. Um, and I don't think the, the AFC South is super strong. Obviously, the Texans. You know, I don't think they're going to be up there. Indy, Indy's going to be tougher, I guess, with with Matt Ryan at the quarterback. And you got Tennessee. They 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 go based off of Derrick Henry. Can he come back and be healthy and stay healthy over the course of seventeen games? So I'll be interested to see how Jacksonville does um, in the AFC South division. Obviously, we talked about the Lions. I don't really see. I don't think there are any sleepers in the in the in the AFC West. I think all those teams are tough. Uh, Chargers, Chiefs. Um, Raiders, Broncos. I think those teams would be. I think that'd be a really fun division to uh to just track over over the course of of the season. And then I I, I don't think the the North is gonna have much either. That'd be surprising. You know, Deshaun Watson being out for half over half the season. Um, Cincinnati's not gonna surprise anybody this year. Pittsburgh, I don't think they're going to be tough. <clears throat> you know, you got to have a quarterback. Mitchell Trubisky can be a game manager, but can he win games for you when, when you need that? And then, obviously, the Ravens, what's going on there? I don't think any of those teams will surprise us. If I mean, it would be a surprise if some of those teams didn't perform, um, let, you know, as opposed to overperforming. Um, and then when you look at, I don't see anybody in the, you know, I think, you know, and I don't know if they're dark hearts, but Miami seems to have a little a little yeah. momentum behind them right now. You know, Tyreek Hill brings a different dynamic to that team and and Tua. And, you know, just when you have a guy like Tyreek Hill, it opens up so many other things. And they got other guys that are speed guys. So Miami could be Miami could be, you know, a, a player in that in that AFC East, you know, division. And I think those are my teams in 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 the AFC. You know, I'm looking at Jacksonville to see how they how they respond, and I'm looking at Miami in 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 that side. And you go to the NFC. Like I said, we got we got Detroit. Um, I don't think there's anybody in the West. You know, all those teams are you know for for what it's gonna be. I don't think anybody will surprise us. Um, you go in the South. I don't think anybody's gonna surprise us there either. I don't think the Saints and the you know, I think Tampa's going to walk away with that one. You know, Carolina, I don't think they're going to be too tough. Um, Atlanta, Saints, I think Tampa. I think Tampa takes that one. And if somebody does do anything, like I said, I don't think it would be a surprise, right? Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think. Um, and then you go with the East. I think the Cowboys and the Eagles are going to battle it out again. I don't think the Giants or the, or the Redskins or the Commanders are, um, you know, ready to compete. And so I don't think the Cowboys or Eagles will be a surprise. I think we'll be expecting those two teams to be there at the end fighting for the division. So I don't really have any sleepers, any dark horses in the NFC. I'll really be looking at Jacksonville in the AFC and Miami. Jacksonville. All right. 
I think this NFL season is wide open. So I'm really excited for it, Glover. And one of my favorite questions when I'm talking to a uh, DB is who was the toughest wide receiver they played? I recently had Nolan Carroll on. He went with Dez. Now, of course, you were a safety, but still you faced these guys. Who was the toughest wide receiver? Who kept you up at night on a Saturday night? Um, you know what? Just just being honest with you, um, I played with two of the best, obviously with Andre and Calvin. But the guy that 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 playing against that I w- would say he he definitely kept me up studying and making sure that I was ready. And I had some of my best games against him. Julio Jones. Mm. Julio was Julio was special. And, you know, I actually it's funny because we had the fantasy draft yesterday and we took Julio Jones as our sleeper dark horse pick. We got him in like the last round because nobody's looking at Julio Jones. And I'm just like, Jack, check this guy. Man, this guy still is big. He's fast. He can run. He's in Tampa now with Tom Brady. You got Mike Evans. You got other guys. You know, you look at Bruce Arians, not as the, I guess, what you look at his influence over that offense, right? You think about guys that played in that system, right? You think about the Heinz Ward, who got a little older, bigger guy that can block, but he can play in the slide. He can make things happen for you, right? You think about um, Larry Fitzgerald, right? Guy, dynamic receiver that can play in the slot, bigger guy, and now they got Julio, right? Julio can be a tight end for you one play. He can be a slot receiver for you one play. Are you going to put your nickel corner on him? Are you going to put a big guy? Like, who are you going to match up Julio with, right? So I think he can be inspired this season, right? Playing in Tampa, it's going to be sunny. He's not going to be in, in Tennessee. Hopefully, he's inspired this year. He got Tom Brady, and he feels like, you know what? We can get back. And Julio Jones, I think he can have a big year. And he was probably one of the toughest guys for me when when we had to play Atlanta and Julio was on the other side. I was had to be locked in. That's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah, complete wide receiver. Absolutely. Julio Jones. Glover Quinn joining Lock It In with Cam Rogers here. NFL season preview. My man, great chatting with you. We'll be in touch throughout the year and uh, best of luck with the show. All right, man. Thank you. Thank you. Good luck to everybody going out there tonight, man. Let's, let's, let's see some good football. There you go. Welcome back to Lock It In with Cam Rogers. Major shout out to Glover Quinn for joining the show. Really a fantastic guy. Fantastic insight. Really, really fun conversation. Okay, here we go. Full season NFL predictions for the 2022 campaign. We start in the AFC. My number one seed, the Bills. Number two, the Ravens. Number three, the Chiefs. Don't sleep on them. Number four, the Titans. I don't feel great about that, but that division, I have no idea what's going on there. Five, Broncos. Tough division in the AFC West. Six, Bengals. They'll be great this year still. Seven, Chargers. I'm buying in, Chargers. You get into the playoffs, all right? I'm buying in. NFC side of things. Tampa Bay at number one, Tom Brady and the Bucks, the number one seed. Number two, the Rams. I don't think they will regress this year. I think they will be really, really good still. And that starts on Thursday night, of course, taking on the Bills. Packers at three, Eagles at four. I'm not confident in these Cowboys. At number five, the Vikings. They should be really, really good this year. 
Number six, the 49ers, that defense, Trey Lance running around, creating plays. And then number seven, the Saints, really well-coached team, balanced team. As long as Jameis Winston doesn't throw 35 interceptions, I think the Saints get into the playoffs. So with that, my Super Bowl 57 prediction. The Baltimore Ravens will represent the AFC. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers will represent the NFC. Baltimore wins the Super Bowl. Lamar Jackson, after that win, gets the big contract that he's looking for. And all is well in Charm City. The Ravens are your Super Bowl champions this year. You've been tuning in to Lock It In with Cam Rogers. Thank you so much for coming along here. Enjoy week one of the NFL season. Follow me on Twitter at Mr. Rogers 99. Continue the conversation. I'm here live on SportsMap Radio every single week, 7 o'clock Eastern time on Thursdays. And of course, you can get the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. All right, there you go. Enjoy the Bills versus the Rams. Enjoy the week one slate across the NFL. Cam Rogers signing off here on Lock It In, presented by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.